Where are you from, Joseph? South Shields. Well, there were three of us in this marriage. I just want to say, Liam, come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. I enjoy cooking bacon and stop working with flour. This is Your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America and American pop culture for Britain. You're welcome. Hi. Hi, babes. So we are living and recording in a new world. (laughs) A whole new world. Kylie's album came out. And that means that we are doing the Kylie special for Your Welcome America. A whole episode where we talk all things Kylie. Now, just to clarify, Kylie is Australian, but essentially British. Yes? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was slightly referring to uh, just, you know, Joe Biden becoming president, but I I think that was really solely based off the back of Kylie's album release, right? Oh, 100%. She did it. (laughs) How are you anyway? How are you, babes? What's going on? Well, today, much like most of America, I am rather hungover, and that is because we recording we're recording on Sunday. Yesterday, the election got called, hurrah! And I watched the speeches last night and had people over and the whole shebang. But before I talk about that fully, and before I hear what you did, I just want to say, have you noticed the weather's really turned the last couple of days? <laughs> <laughs> it has definitely got chillier, like a storm has come in, isn't it? Well, on Friday night, it rained, which is a, a very big deal in LA. And I think we have to explain why. And that is because joining us for the Kylie special is podcast nemesis, Michael. Do I have to pause for that sound effect that you play? Yeah. <laughs> Great. Hi, Michael. Happy to be here, guys. Lovely to, to hear you both. Oh, nice to, I was about to say, nice to see, hear you, hear you. Thanks for the weather. Actually, on behalf of California, you know, we're in a drought, so we do need that rain. So thank you for your work. I'm here to help. Yeah. So, so actually just to kind of explain, I'm, I'm recording, we're recording today from the remote uh, Encino studio location of uh, You're Welcome America and I'm with podcast nemesis, Michael, as we speak. (laughs) What did you do last night for the uh, election special extravaganza? Well, we, we had a couple friends over for some socially distanced drinks and pizza. Yeah. we uh, we listened to fireworks go off by our neighbors, which yeah. was fun. And then we watched The Wedding Planner. <laughs> yeah, we decided to celebrate democracy by watching one of the worst films I've seen. I really thought I liked The Wedding yeah, Planner. Yeah. And it turns out that film is bad. It's really bad. Yeah. Matthew McConaughey is awful in it. But do you know what? J-Lo, a physical comedian on par with a few others. Yeah, that's true. She did some great physcom, but it was it was bad. Doesn't doesn't she fall on a road at one point because her heel gets caught in a drain? Yeah, okay. I would say that like one of the great like things about this movie that it gave to society was the meat cute because she basically like she gets her heel caught in a drain and then like there's a giant like dumpster coming toward her. <laughs> and it's it's kind of like a final destination movie but in the form <laughs> of a rom-com. Yeah, it's fantastic and I mean, really, shout out to, you know, J-Lo, but also every other supporting cast member was trying their absolute hardest, including, you know, who plays Matthew McConaughey's uh, jilted fiance in that movie? Mm, is, is it someone like, no, I was going to say Adina Menzel, but it's too early for that. Who is it? Yeah. It's it's your favorite person. It was Elsa goddamn Shivers. <laughs> Elsa Shivers herself from um, <laughs> I Know You Did Last Summer. <laughs> wow. It all, I mean, it all comes back together. 
I know. I, I didn't realize that we were going to become a Elsa Shivers stan podcast, but I think we're going to. I didn't realize that in real life she was married to Pete Sampras. What's yeah. her name again? Bridget Wilson Sampras, I think. Wow. There you go. Elsa Shivers. Just a reminder for, for our listeners who listened to the Halloween special, she is the standout character in I Know What You Did Last Summer. Yeah. Sister to Helen Shivers, played by Sarah Michelle Geller. That's Helen Shivers. <laughs> Wait, and, we're, and we're, remind me, Fraser, where do they work? <laughs> they they work at Shiver's department store. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Okay, so we are all gathered here today for the Kylie special, which we yeah. are going to get into. Also, uh, last night when you, while you were watching Wedding Planner, I watched the Kylie live stream concert called Infinite Disco. I mean, we need to get into that. I mean, thoughts and feelings just off the top of the top of your head. Excellent. Wow. Just okay. Just excellent. Okay, perfect. Well, we'll get into that a little more when we get into the episode. Shall we do some feedback first? Yes. So uh, just hot off the press, I believe this is 15 minutes ago, Dave Bishop on uh, Instagram <laughs> si- simply just sent us election, exclamation marks, should I send you a celebratory Iceland prawn ring? yes please i think if you put that on dry ice that would travel really well wouldn't it i was gonna say yeah now i'm a bit worried about the defrosting prawns slash shrimp to translate them but i agree they could be in a very special dry ice capsule and uh and just flowing over direct (laughs) and now that and now that we're through the whole the mail-in ballots it'll probably come quicker oh yeah that postal service is going to be unclogged now at this point isn't it Okay, we have some feedback on Instagram. Oh, also, if you want to follow us or get in touch, uh, our Instagram is you are welcome America on Instagram. The letter U, the letter R, of course. Okay, Miss Susie Mack in Scotland. She and our celeb booker Billy are just chatting away on Instagram here, and and Miss Susie Mack is saying, "Can't believe we never talked about." about guising billy susie used to do the same shit joke every year so that is to confirm thank you very much that in scotland and glasgow it it wasn't just me you have to do a party piece okay i actually i also spoke to uh, caroline my friend uh, my scottish friend or also known to all three of us as black lace and um <laughs> she confirmed that yes in her child she also went guising and i trust her thank you thank you <laughs> i always trust black lace um, and then billy's also saying that he used to say when they like arrived at people's houses, help the Halloween party. Not sure if that was an Irish thing or just a posh way to beg for sweets. <laughs> I think a bit of both. So Disco Drive Through said, "Am I showing my age? I can't believe Ghostwatch didn't get a mention." And I, I'm not going to ever be as rude to say anyone's showing their age, but I do not remember Ghostwatch. Do you? Oh, I do. So Ghost, I, well, I don't. But a few people mentioned it to me, and then I looked it up. It was this show in the early 90s, and it was like a fake live documentary where they were going to like channel ghosts or do like a seance. And it was all fake, but it looked like it was real. Um, and it freaked out loads of kids and people. And also back then, you didn't really do like fake mockumentary type things. So yeah, it was a, it was a very, very big deal. And it got, I think I got a lot of Ofcom complaints. Oh, those Ofcom complaints. They're tough. I've had to deal with mm-hmm. them before. Okay, I got some feedback from Jesse. When we were talking about Chubba Chups, he was saying they're not really a thing in the US. Um, it was dum-dums. 
Oh, well, we have a, a I have a, another American, uh, Michael, next to me. Michael, what's your experience with Chupa Chups? Well, I, I mean, in Los Angeles, we did have them. Although, weirdly, it wasn't until like high school, like it, or like middle school, high school, like it became a thing. Like it, it, like it was almost like they had a distribution deal, but it might have been like a, a specific California thing. Tell oh, us, yes. Michael. Tell us more about that distribution deal. <laughs> but it, like, it felt like it came out of nowhere. Like, like all, you know, when all of a sudden, like a new product appears, and it's like, no, this was always here. That's what happened with Chubba Chups. <laughs> some some shipment from Spain got lost no. en route to the UK and got accidentally dumped in LA. <laughs> like, do, do you remember they had those trees, like Chubba Chup trees? Yeah, like they were stuck in them. Like all of a sudden, like all the stores had those trees wow. with the Chubba Chups. I guess maybe yeah. this isn't in in Jesse's childhood location. They obviously didn't travel that far, LA well, only. No. Well, also, LA has like a, a large Spanish-speaking community, so I can imagine that's probably why. Well, you've just fucking solved it. Oh my god, we, n- n- everything is clear. Wow, regular Angelans over there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Justin got in touch, and uh, with regard to Halloween, he wants to know: welcome or not welcome? Radio stations playing Ella Henderson's "Ghost" as a Halloween song. <laughs> I love it. Hang on, it's "Ghost." I only know one of her songs. Is it, I've been going to the river to pray. Yeah, that's the, no, yeah, that's the only one. Because my ghost, I'm not <laughs> again on board at the bay. I mean, I have absolutely zero problem with that. I think it's amazing. It's an iconic song and her hair is iconic. <laughs> Why, what's her hair? I can't remember her hair. What was it? Oh my it? God, she's she's like 90% hair extensions as a pop star. Yeah, she she did. There was a lot of hair, like extension work going on in the... In that music video, for sure. Oh yeah, actually, I'm remembering it now. I just remember looking at her hair and thinking it looked really heavy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like she'll have neck problems. <laughs> okay, and finally we have Garth. Uh, that is their name on Instagram. Many R's in that name. Okay, so oh yeah, Garth was our American, our true American listener who listens both to America. You're welcome, America, and totally Scotly. So thank oh you, my God. Garth. Oh yes, and, yes, yes, Garth, you are. Truly, truly sticking with us through absolute nonsense that probably makes zero sense to you. (laughs) And we appreciate it. And this bit of feedback we appreciate greatly. Okay, listen to this. So she's she's responding to the the idea of in the UK, you might say to greet someone, you're all right. So she said, she's American and she did study abroad in the UK for a year. And it was only at the end of the year that I finally realized why every conversation started out awkwardly. People kept asking me if I was all right, which I took to mean that they thought something was wrong with me. Perhaps I looked injured. At the same time, I was greeting people with a classic American, what's up, which they in turn took as an indication I thought there was some kind of problem. (laughs) (laughs) Then she just says, I didn't make many friends. (laughs) Oh my god! Wow, I love it. Everyone's saying the same thing, but being so mis- misunderstood. Did you did you find that when you first came to the UK? That everyone's saying you're right. Yeah, it was weird, but then, but then I got into it. <laughs> and now, do you do you um, do you bring that to America? Have you ever said you're right to people no, you work with? I've tried to like strip myself of weird British things because it's not cute and charming when an American does it. Because you just think they're a dick. <laughs> I don't no, know. I, I think. Thought- Michael, we'd lo- we love it when you do accents, particularly like British accents. Us, that's really fun for us. Okay, to be fair, I don't do British accents. Yeah, that's true. I, I've never actually heard you. I, do. I do. I do do a Ben though. I, I can't do. Ben. Oh yeah, he does. Yes, you do do a good impression of Ben. Go okay, on. Hit, yeah, go on. I'm not, I'm not going to do you too. Uh, come on, you can't. You do can't it. talk a big game and then then retreat from the snatch game. Come on. Um, no, that that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Very brief impression. Just me, just me saying no to things. Love it. Uh, oh, I, I could do one more, one more thing, which okay. is 
Hey, I'm, I'm sorry, that's shit. <laughs> that's it. That's all I got. Well, there you go. That's, those are actually, those are phrases I actually never say to you, Michael. No one else. Thanks. <laughs> Wowzers. Okay, before we get too deep into this part of our uh, our show, shall we take a break and then come back with the Kylie special? Let's do it. <laughs> And we are back. And yes, as we mentioned, we are doing the Kylie special. Uh, I just want to do a quick disclaimer with this and just let everyone know that we're not going to be doing a, this isn't going to be a kind of, you know, song by song chronological thing. This is more of like a freeform discussion, uh, maybe slightly structured, but more of a freeform discussion about things we like about Kylie and our own personal experiences and what we like. This is not going to be a A to Z, A to Z Kylie experience. Okay. you mean to say it's not going to be like the Steps episode where you were going single by single and you, you went through them all that you had to cut out half the episode? Exactly, exactly. I've decided to not make my own job of editing this episode torturous and just actually have some fun. So she's obviously just released her new album, Disco. Let's have a quick little discussion about it. So, Okay. Yeah, Disco came out on Friday. It exploded into our worlds. Have you both listened? Thoughts? Tell me about it. Okay, so I, I've had I've had a, a few listens, and I mean this as a compliment because it sounds like an insult. I think it all sounds exactly the same, but in a really good way. Like whatever the source product is, that it all sounds like. I like all of it, so <laughs> I'm kind of finding it a little hard to dis- distinguish some of the songs from each other. But I do have some standouts that I really, really like. Yeah, it's fun. Like I mean, I love say something. It was amazing, and the album is really good. It is never ever great. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's not. Okay. I, 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 I would agree with that. The thing is, though, with Kylie, I feel like she's been prepping to do a disco album for about 40 years. It's like <laughs> she always, whether it was like back in the day, was spinning around or just, it's just always disco around. And finally she's like, oh, fuck it. We'll just do it. And we'll call it disco in capital letters. Um, I really like, I love, I like Say Something as well. My best, my favorite part of Say Something are the first eight seconds. I could just hear that kind of like, swell of music on repeat oh i love it <laughs> on the album i like the song supernova because it's it was basically created for me it's just her singing about space and yeah. sounds, and she's singing from the future and all the lyrics are just like um th- there's a comet uh, uh rocket ship um uh zero gravity um moon boots uh pluto you know what i mean it's just like all the words have been shoved in yeah, I, 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 do you know what? I didn't think of you. Now I will only think of you when I hear Supernova. I'm, yeah, it's very you. I, I, I thought of you when I heard uh, Where Does the DJ Go? Because it's kind of a cringe, it's quite a cringe song. It's quite like a hokey cokey song, and I, which obviously means that I kind of like it. So I thought you must hate it, right, Ben? I, I like, weirdly, like a lot of the songs on the album, the first sort of like, I don't know, minute. I'm like, mm, this is fine. And then in all of them, something kicks in. It yeah. gets faster or a noise comes or something happens. I'm like, oh, this is great. So that's how I feel about where does the DJ go? But um, isn't that the one where at one point there's a, <laughs> I, th- I think so. Yeah. It, that's the one that also starts like, she, I like it because it starts like last dance by Donna Summer, where she does like a, it's a slow opening into a, into an upbeat disco song, which is just a winning. Speaking of which, I think like they did a Donna Summer mashup last night on that, on that uh, concert, didn't they, Ben? They did. They did. Ooh, it was okay. amazing. I, I listened to it this morning. Here's the thing. This whole disco album, the videos that have come out so far for the singles have been, in my opinion, pretty awful. 
It's, they've kind of looked like an art student has got carried away and just and put all their ideas into each video. And they just, I think compared to Kylie videos of previous years, which look really expensive, they just fall a bit flat for me. And I know that there's obviously a pandemic going on and therefore there are limitations sorry michael were you going to say something i, I was just going to say the magic video was very concerning to me because it, it appeared to, that she was wearing lady gaga's outfit from 2008 complete with disco stick yeah it, i well, i all to say i was worried so then this concert comes comes around so this concert was the infinite disco concert it was it played in different time zones at different times and you had to pay and then like turn up like turn on your tv at a certain time and it would appear <laughs> you couldn't you couldn't like you know go back and watch it although clips are online so i was worried but i have to say this concert was fantastic it made complete sense everything looked better than all the videos and the way they did it she was wearing one outfit throughout the whole thing and so it was almost kind of every song was like mixed together there was no like stopping and I'm sure like they cut it I'm sure they you know did stop and cut it all together but it just really flowed it was like watching like a remix album of this of disco okay. oh, good um, for her it was yeah I have to say out of all the kind of socially distanced big live performances I've seen this year whether it was the VMAs or whether it was the Fenty fashion show this I think is one of the best ones okay where where did she where did she do it where was it performed good question she basically did it yeah essentially in space it was like a giant giant black space room that you never saw the walls of there was just like a floor that kept on changing and doing things lighting would kind of like like robot lighting would like move in and flash then disappear so it was just really it felt really kind of otherworldly and it was fun like even when you're waiting for it to start it feels like you're kind of like being beamed into a computer and out of an outer space and then the show happened and the show stopped and it was like oh she's she's gone she's flown off to another galaxy i think um, i think that was the way to do it though like some of that other like social distancing bullshit like i just for some reason i'm really stuck on that image of miley cyrus singing alone in um the rose bowl it made me really sad even though she, that was kind of amazing when she did that well i don't remember what that was for it was something early COVID days, wasn't it? What was that? Yeah, I don't remember, to be honest. I don't remember. But, did, but was there, one thing I wanted to know was, is there any like Kylie chat like with the audience, which is one of my favorite things? Very little. There was the odd, um, there was definitely no like, you know, stopping of music and her doing a bit of Kylie stand-up. There was definitely oh. none of that, but there was a lot of like, as like one song was remixing into the next song and it was a bit slower and quieter, she might have been like, oh, all the disco lovers, get your mirror balls, let's do it. There was just the odd the odd bit like that. And then Perfect. and then the responses were they all, because it's in space, was it all aliens? Was it like, bleep, 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 bleep. Exactly. I love, I love Kylie. We are the space lovers. <laughs> I think I think that's also why I like the song Supernova because it starts like hanging like a supernova. <laughs> well, do you know what? Just because we're kind of hovering around all the same kind of subjects, I will say in preparation for this this morning, me and Michael watched back to back about how many Kylie videos did we watch? Fifty. About, it felt like about fifty. So weirdly, I, I've got a lot more in my head than I thought I did <laughs> to talk about today. But um, we can't get them out of ours. Oh, oh well. <laughs> on that note, should we move on to our next talking point, which is our own personal favorite Kylie songs? Yes. Yeah. So oh. I'm I'm finding mine a little hard to narrow down to just one, but I I guess maybe we could um, we could say one or two and then really settle on 
our favorite one each. So okay, okay. So I have two that I that I love, and I'm that I'm kind of struggling to choose between. And the first one is All the Lovers. Mm-hmm. I love it because it's I love it. it's kind of ethereal and and very like I don't know. I feel like I could drive I could be driven in like an open top car while I hold a piece of like flowing fabric behind me and you know that's it makes me feel like that like I'm free and I and I love that song and I love the video and um, but also I've just recently released maybe in the last like year or so I've released the song spinning around from the overplayed vault in my head so like spinning around was so overplayed that I had started to resent it and then maybe in the last year, I started listening to the song Spinning Around again. And it's one of the best songs I've ever heard. So I'm torn between Spinning Around and All the Lovers. Yeah, I was going to say shout out to the All the Lovers video. It feel, I, We watched it last night after the show. And it feels like, yeah, that, that mountain of people that she's on. And it feels like she she she's like a god in that video. Like, like blessing us all from like a giant mountain of people with doves everywhere. But it also makes me think about World War Z. Yes, it's very, it's very World oh. War Z when the, the zombies, because the zombies in World War Z, when they're trying to break into Jerusalem, yeah, in World War Z, they, they, the zombies, there's so many against a wall that they create a an actual like tower of zombies. So it's yeah, it's like World War Z meets the because goddess like Aphrodite. Lover, yeah, they're like lovered zombies. Yeah, it's like you know she, zombies she, of love. If only, if only she'd been in World War Z. I mean, she wasn't in that. She was in some other movies, and we'll get to those a little later. World Michael, War K. Hey. World, yes. War, World War Monarch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Michael, what's your? Would that, would that be like Daddy versus Kylie? Oh yeah, we'll yeah. Get to that too. Like like the ver- like the versus uh, contest that's been going on in the, the U.S. <laughs> oh, oh my god. god, that's a club that I want to start. Oh my god. All right, Michael. Michael, what's your what's your favorite Kylie song? <laughs> my favorite Kylie song has to be Slow. I think it's amazing. Ooh. I think it is it is actually sexy. It is it is cool and it, it like grows on you. It, it is it, it lasts forever. It sounds as good now as it did 10 years ago. And I think it's a lot older than 10 years. So yeah, that's my favorite. I also would give honorable mention to Wow or Whoa. Wow, <laughs> oh, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. Because it's iconic. Wow, 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 wow. Sorry, I had to really had to stop and do that. Sorry. I mean, the, the part when she goes, it's such a rush. And then the, the backer goes, goes, rush. That's it's the best part. <laughs> I like I like the lyrics where like she's talking about it being really hot. She's like, get me into the shade. Oh, and what's the other lyric you love from that, Michael? She can, she can feel your antenna just sensing you up or yeah. something. It, it's, <laughs> it, it's bonkers, and it's, and it's so joyful, and I love that. And then honorable mention number two, your disco needs you. Oh, so oh Michael. Michael. I hate that song. It's my kid's favorite song. I mean, they don't know many songs. They only know what I play, and I play that. I can't believe you just used your children against us to make us feel guilty. Okay, Ben, what are your, what's your favorite <laughs> Kylie song? Okay, I have um, I have uh, three I'm going to mention. I'm going to get down to one. I really love Get Out of My Way. It's just such a fun song. The video is it's probably, it looks like it costs about $150 million. And I love the fact that the song's called Get Out of My Way and the dance move involves like putting your hand in front of you and kind of going, get out of my way. I just, I always really appreciate that. <laughs> love well, that song. Well, we, we watched the Get Out of My Way video this morning and we were, yeah, we were saying it's, it looks so expensive. There's so much lighting going on in the Get Out of My Way video. I was saying to Michael, an alternate video that I would like to see for Get Out of My Way is, so remember how Samantha Mumba invented parkour? I would like a Samantha Mumba style video where like Kylie's basically just 
just basically the ho- spends the whole video shoving people out of her way. So she's like, gets up in the morning and shoves someone out of the way in her apartment. She's going down the stairs of her building. She's shoving people out of the way, shoving people on the street, like on the tube in an office. It's a whole video of her going, get out of my way. Kylie. I'm gonna, okay. I'm going to add to that. I would like that video, but if every person she's trying to shove out the way is Danny. <laughs> now we're talking. Okay, so I okay. love Get Out of My Way. The video, I, when we watched about 25 Kylie videos last night, we realized that they're all the same. They all involve her lying on the ground and writhing around. Um, or, or standing up against a wall with her arms above her head. Sold. Love it. Um, I really like the song I Believe in You because oh, it, fe- so good. it feels like very ethereal, otherworldly. And I, the video always makes me think of like a space age um, jellyfish. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. So I love that song. But I have to say my ultimate favorite is probably On a Night Like This. Oh, that's a good one, Ben. Wow. I I had some thoughts about that song when we watched that this morning. But you you go first and I'll I'll let you know. The song, I I would say that On a Night Like This is Kylie's answer to J-Lo's Waiting for Tonight. It's just very that vibe. But what I really like about it is that particularly the, the bond, the very kind of, European James Bond-esque music video. Um, the whole song just sounds so Euro, but kind yeah. of in a very expensive, classy way. Um, and I just I just really like that for for Kylie. Like Kylie just, even though Kylie is Australian and also, as far as we're concerned, British, there's something very European about Kylie. Maybe it's because she's always dated like Spanish hunks or French guys or like she's in Italy eating gorgeous food in some gorgeous place. She's very European. So I just feel like that this song really captures that for me. I mean, I just will say you basically, everything you just said about on a night like this is exactly what Michael said when we watched it this morning, almost word for word. In fact, we were wow. so happy because we, had, we didn't remember the video at all, but then no. Matt was just like, there's a video with Rutger Howard. We were like, okay. And it was, it was a video. Yeah, she does maybe, I think she changes in the car three times in that music video. And she just, none of it makes any sense. She's nope. in a swimming pool. She throws her swimming, like she throws a wet dress at a window. She gets in a car and changes again and goes to a casino. And I think she throws loads of chips in the air and then gets changed in the car again, then gets back in the pool. I know. And also like how it's very sexual. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of, a lot of like very classy skin showing in the on a night like this video. I just... That my issue with it, which I think is what you're saying about the euro of it all, there's just a, what that one little bit of the song makes me cringe a little bit. The that little like euro, that little, I like, love Spanish, that. That little Spanish I, guitar, I it makes too. me cringe. That's the best part. For That's the, for me because for me it sounds like you're it's it's really late and you're somewhere gorgeous in Europe and you're going out and the, you can just hear that in the distance calling you like oh I love it yeah <laughs> okay fine well so so we need to all narrow ours down to one and I am gonna say I'm gonna go with World War K all the lovers Uh, I'm gonna go with slow. And I'm gonna go with on a night like this.
I think actually that's a pretty good representation of her. Although I think, you know, we're, as we're, I think when we're going to discuss early career stuff, I think it does show what eras of Kylie interest us the most. Yeah. (laughs) Well, speaking of, let's move on to early Kylie and sort of how we we came to know her. Uh, Obviously in the UK, she was on Neighbours, the big soap opera. Yeah. So she's talked about this a lot that she thinks that because Neighbours used to be on around lunchtime and then they would air again in the evening, she was beamed into UK homes twice a day for like however many years. So people really felt like they got to know her and felt like they were growing up with her. So that's kind of how she cemented her way into the UK, essentially. And then she started releasing music. Yeah, because, well, I think that's the thing is Neighbours was... uh, if for any American listeners, Neighbours, yes, yeah, Australian soap opera. There's Neighbours and Home and Away, uh, the two Australian soap operas that for some reason are a part of the British TV schedule. But what most people, I think most people in America do know this now, but from Neighbours and Home and Away have come like most of the American, most of the Australian actors that are doing really well in America come from one of those soap operas, as well as some musical stars. Also, wasn't Danny, while Kylie was in Neighbours, wasn't Danny in Home and Away? She was, of course, in the, the classic Daddy and uh, Kylie and Danny style. Yes, they were on warring Australian soaps. <laughs> so yeah, she she um, released what was her first song? Was the Locomotion right? I, it was definitely one of the first. I don't fully know, although I do know that about age three, when we were were away in Scotland somewhere, like a kind of hotel, they had a disco and they played the Locomotion and. It, there was no one on the dance floor. It was just me in the middle of the dance floor going crazy to it. So that's kind wow. of my earliest Kylie memory. Yeah, see, I don't really remember. I feel like as a kid, I must have heard um, The Locomotion and I Should Be So Lucky. I remember I Should Be So Lucky was oh, like a yeah. big... That was like a big thing. But I don't think... I didn't truly click into her until um, until the 90s version of Kylie. I, I think as a kid, I just wasn't really that interested in her and... It just in, in for some reason, which is weird because I loved pop music and I love women singing pop music. So it's weird that it took me until the nineties to start paying attention to her. But um, how, Michael, how old were you when you first heard Kylie being an American? Um, so Kylie kind of came to my attention in college. Like basically, there was a thing if you were my age, I'm 36, and you went to college. Basically, there was a cool homosexual in your dorm, and that that gay had had the Fever album and also had. <laughs> Uh, body language yeah and it was like a thing and that was like it was it was cool basically to like her and it was like cool in euro and yeah so basically i knew a gay he, <laughs> he had a cd you met a you met a gay he had a yeah, a fever a, cd yeah and it was like a thing like the mainstream uk pop kind of like was edgy and cool like like robbie williams was cool we'll, we'll get we'll get to that we'll get to that clown at some point i know this I, I, I loved robbie williams and i'm not sorry about it i don't anymore <laughs> but i did Anyway, so yeah, so that's kind of that's kind of eighties Kylie is. I should be so lucky. Locomotion Kylie, hand on your heart. Is that that was eighties, isn't it? Better the devil you know. Better the devil you know. Better the devil you know. Oh, famously covered by Steps, of course. Of whoa, course. Whoa, 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 whoa. We watched the music video for that this morning. She looks amazing in Better she, the Devil You does. Know. The music video for I Should Be So Lucky is really shocking. She's walking around like a fake apartment. And we were saying this morning that it's filmed in a way that's almost like a documentary. They cut away from her like once every like 25 seconds. It's just long, long shots of her like picking up a photo and like putting it down and being like, oh, <laughs> it's really strange. Moving into the 90s for Kylie, <laughs> I do really like Confide in Me, which was around 1995 when she was like, she was kind of 
going through her kind of experimental edgy stage and that's a fantastic song yeah so so she kind of she rounded out she rounded out the the 90 the 80s 90s she did she finished up pop with she did her duet with jason donovan never forget um especially for you and she did that weird tears on my pillow better the devil you know step back in time we can't not mention step back in time people will be really angry if we don't just even say those words out loud why just because it's one of those songs that people are very attached to who like early kylie right old people um, just kidding yeah moving on so yeah so she she took a she took a turn in the 90s and did this went through her kind of experimental stage and she released like it was confided in me i played i made michael listen to put yourself in my place this morning which he didn't like i must admit that song didn't sound as good as i thought it did in my memory <laughs> i don't i don't think i even know that song i was i one, was just too busy with confide in me it's the one where she's in the spaceship like floating around in the spaceship and um, in like a <gasps> taking off her spacesuit. oh i mean the video is gorgeous isn't it yeah, no, the visuals are super fun, but the song that comes with is, is not for us. It's a little strange. The chorus, I, I didn't remember her screaming so much in the chorus. I was saying it was like she was screaming into the void of space. Oh, wow. Um, and also, Michael was super into trying to make me, make us watch um, Where the Wild Roses Grow, her, Nick, her duet with Nick Cave. Remember yeah, that song? No, I do, but no, Michael, stand down, stand down. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just so edgy. Oh, God, you're the edges. I love Nick Cave. <laughs> I, I, I don't really know who he is. Oh, uh-oh. Should I not say that? Let's move on. Move on. Move on. Okay, but I, think, me. I think we need to get to kind of where we start. She started to really sort of like peak our interest. Late Was it late 90s? It was uh, the year 2000 is when the album uh, Light Years was released. Oh my God. So the, the, the main song from that was Spinning Around. again oh. this is where really like it, that was a disco song and the video yeah. is a disco she's in a club just writhing around and there's lights in the floor and they're all kind of like i don't know doing disco moves it's the birth of the it's funny watching it now in 2020 but like she obviously wears gold hot pants for some of the shots in that video and they are short and you can kind of see her like tiny little bum is like just slightly poking out of them and at the time i remember in the uk people were fucking scandalized like the kylie gold kylie gold hot pants was like it's such a thing that everyone would it was like a punchline for every comedian's joke it was a, a reference that everyone made but watching it in 2020 literally i feel like you could put a music video on and you see someone's like full giant like bum like hanging out of a thong and everyone's like yeah that's normal it's very chaste well, yeah yeah but also like it's funny how her bum became such a thing and it's just it's a very it's, it's she looks great but it's compared to like a kim kardashian or a j-lo or something it's like a tiny white girl's bum yeah she's got a tiny little pert australian bottom yeah <laughs> <laughs> spinning around is just kind of i feel like this this song for anyone because she'd been in the late 90s had been doing her experimental phase i think maybe the kind of i should be so lucky crowd you know the hand on my heart crowd they had kind of gone off of her a little bit and she was getting a bit more credibility you know with the cool stuff and then this is where i feel like she just decided to she essentially i feel like she wiped the slate clean and was like okay what people like about me is fun and they like me being fun and poppy and upbeat but i'm gonna do it but also like do it in a fun cool way and not like i mean this song spinning around is cheesy but it's still like pretty cool yeah it's very it's not a shit song it's like a very well crafted and well produced song yeah. So I feel like this is where she, so she kind of, 
that was the first song. So that went to number one in, <laughs> I was looking at Wikipedia and I just realized they give you the Australian <laughs> chart position first for Kylie. I was like, Australia? Uh-huh. Um, Australian number so yeah, one. It went, oh into, well, it went into number one in Australia and the UK. Did you yes. guys ever go to that V&A exhibition where they like did all the Kylie outfits? No. Yeah. So this was like in like 2011 or something. They basically like had all of her, like they did, they did an exhibition and Ooh. everybody went and they had those hot pants and they were in this big glass case. <laughs> and honestly, it was like, it was the Mona Lisa. Like people were like crowding <laughs> around. Like it was a whole thing. I'd, I'd be pretty happy to see those gold hot pants in a but, glass case. But like up close, they, they were like H&M. Yeah. Like it was... Not impressive. They should have put them on like a on like a mannequin that was like revolving. That's what they should have done. Yeah. I seem to remember that her waxwork in Madame Tussauds for a while. I, I her her bum translation butt was like a huge part of it. Like she's like she's kneeling, she's writhing around in the ground. Her waxwork, but yes. I, but I think it's also like slightly animatronic. Like it slightly moves or something. Or just her bum. It like, <laughs> is it, 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 I think it is spinning around Kylie that, that the waxwork was, wasn't it? Oh, I can't remember. I don't oh, remember. Madame Tussauds is such a strange place. <laughs> anyway, so she followed up spinning around with another, well, number one in Australia, number two in the UK was On a Night Like This um, was the next one from, from Light Years, which is, you know, again, we've discussed that pretty solidly. Now, Ben, do you want to talk about the next single that came from this album? It's a song called Kids with uh, Robbie Williams. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought I thought the next one was Please Stay. Is that not no, that album? Kids Damn Kids it. came out before Please Stay. So let's, Okay, look, okay. Let's just do this quickly. Kylie did a duet with Robbie Williams from Take That. It was called Kids. And it's like, the kids are all right. And it's just, you know, fine, whatever. It was a huge deal. I think they performed it in the Brit Awards. They did. That, that's all I've got to say. Well, so we, me and Michael watched it because we were like, we need to, for professional podcasting reasons, we need to watch this music video because I didn't want to. And then Michael put it on and we kind of, I'm, I'm not going to say I like the song because I definitely don't, especially the bit where they are leaning into each other backwards and forwards and going, I'm going to give you all of my love. That made me cringe. It was very Elton John, Kiki D. Uh, you know, I hate that song. I hate like cringe duets like this. But uh, Michael, what were your thoughts? I mean, she looks like she's, literally been dipped in Vaseline, which is what Matt said. And it, <laughs> like it's very, she's, but she looks great. Yeah. And it, it's a fun song and it's a fun video. And I'm sorry, he was kind of hot even until he raps. Yeah. I, I, okay. I'm going to just pick up on some of those points. The video is actually very good and very expensive looking, especially the bit where they're in like the light box kind of tunnel. Yeah. And she it has looks so much re- energy. Yeah. She? And she's, she's really, into yeah, it. she really like is performing in it in quite an amazing way. And, let's just say there are a couple of moments that Robbie Williams doesn't not look attractive. And I'm just going to give him just that compliment. And perhaps I maybe have some of my own complicated feelings about Robbie Williams based on being attracted to him, but also hating him. And finally, yes, he does end that song with a spoken word rap where he rhymes Billy Connolly with ornithology and mentions sodomy. Yeah. Although he does say like, people ask me if I care for sodomy. I don't know. Yeah, probably. So yeah. I mean, fair Uh, enough. Okay. Early bisexual, Robbie Williams. <laughs> bisexual icon, Robbie Williams. Okay. <laughs> uh, the final song from the album is Please Stay. I love Please Stay. Once again, Please Stay, in a different way, sounds like a, a, a gorgeous European vacation. I, I have to admit, I don't know Please Stay. Yeah, agree to disagree, babes. <laughs> Wait, Michael, do you not like the song? No, I don't love it. Oh. 
Please stay, my babe. I better bump, 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 bump. Tomorrow, but oh yeah, it's it's fine. It's it's just not not a fave. Well, went into number fifteen in the in Australia. They clearly didn't like it either. <laughs> They're like, no, don't stay. Please go. <laughs> don't stay. Please, actually, yeah, don't, Danny. Please. <laughs> Danny would love a, an Australian top 15. It was originally, Australia. the song was originally called actually Danny Don't Stay, but she had to change it. <laughs> and then I'm a little unsure about the the next song, because this is obviously Michael's made us feel guilty. This is Michael's children's favorite song, Your Disco Needs You. Um, and I think this is still on the Light Years album. I think it was like a final a final release from it. I, I don't know. Michael, you got anything to say? Maybe Patrick Collette? <laughs> They're having a nap, but they would tell you that it's a great song to sway side to side to and go, ah, (laughs) (laughs) you'll just go anyway. (laughs) Okay. Now we don't need to do song by song, but the next album is very important. It's the Fever album, isn't it? It is. This is such a good. Oh yeah, especially during a pandemic, to be discussing this album is a little a little wrong. But basically, the 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 huge the takeaway main you know commercially from this album was obviously can't get you out of my head. So this song is actually very good, but it I've still got it locked away in the I don't ever want to hear it again vault because it's It's really it's like toxic exactly. It's like I'm never saying that toxic and can't get you out of my head are, are bad songs. They're great. I just can't ever listen to them again in my life. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally fair. But it was a great video. Her outfit that that was the first Kylie video that came to America in a meaningful way. And it, <laughs> like it was like on MTV. Wow. I would say that's probably her biggest song. Yeah, I think so. I think it's the it's the if anyone was like dressing up in a Kylie Minogue Halloween costume, they would wear the the white hooded basically frontless gown, which I'd forgotten how like It was so like sexy. I like, I just in my head I remember it being more like bum and thighs hanging out but i didn't remember that it's basically open at the front like she's gonna have open heart surgery <laughs> that, that is definitely not what she was going for <laughs> she's, but, got, she's got a fever she's got a fever but, but like i remember seeing it like like and just being like oh my god like she's so sexy and cool and like obviously i didn't know anything about her personality so i didn't know that that isn't really her thing but yeah yeah it, it was it was her hottest well, her, moment her personality is interesting because she's very like you're right her performances can be incredibly sexy and very cool and they can be very fun as well particularly more recent years very very fun but she's just it, her personality i would just describe as sweet she's like a sweet person but i think the key with her is she seems to give a lot in interviews but she's actually giving nothing away and i think she's got a whole personal life and world that she just keeps away for herself and we know nothing about it pretty smart to be honest with you but yeah um honorable mentions from the fever album i would have to say would be uh, love at first sight I love that song because it reminds me of when I, I think I, this must've been when I came of age and I was able to go to a club and I remember love at first sight was always played in my local club. It reminds me of like spinning around on the dance floor and having a lovely time. Oh, was that when you were a regional gay? It's when I was a regional gay. Yes. Yeah. The, the early years. Um, I want to just say a few honorable mentions for this album. Number one, um, at this time she would always wear that Kylie earring in all her performances, the long <laughs> earring with the K at the end. Do you remember yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. Um, little Kai earring. Yes. Little Kai, just to remind myself, wait, what was, what's my name again? Look at my ear. Oh, it's Kylie. Oh, it's Kylie. Kylie. Um, <laughs> 
she also did a really great performance of this. Remember, there was the the mashup with New Order, um, yeah, yeah. but she did a performance for the Brit Awards, which is pretty remarkable. Where she's on a giant, giant rec- like silver record, lying down, and it's she's like of ejected course. out, and then it. So she's she's flat, and then it it kind of goes upwards vertical. It's like it's a giant CD player. It's very confusing, but it's it's very <laughs> it, good. And it actually encompasses two of Kylie's favorite performance things, which is laying down and then standing up with her arms above her head against the wall. <laughs> which That's, is, I, yeah. I think what we're trying to say is that she cannot dance. Yeah. Having, watching so many of her music videos this morning, we noticed, yeah, a lot, it's a lot of armography. She d- tends to not move her feet that much, but there's a lot of armography yeah. that she likes doing. She likes laying down, having her arms above her head. She's also, me and Michael really noticed this, really fond of a certain camera angle of having her face like to the side and almost being filmed slightly tilted from below. So she's like looking down at the camera with one side of her face. It's very strange. My theory is that she does it because she doesn't want to look short. It's not a, a great angle for her specifically, though, I would say. Yeah, she looks a little strange. It's a little um, equine. Mm. But oh, final, <laughs> shot, final shot I, I just want to say for this album is that when I worked in the glamorous Levi's store in Glasgow, um, this album, the Fever album, got stuck in the CD player. And so it was just on a loop. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. wow oh my god yeah there's some w- really weird songs on this album as well so that's like <laughs> there could be worse albums to have that with yeah that's yeah. true uh, so the next album is body language which has michael's favorite song slow on it what year are we uh 2003 is when um body language came out body language well i mean also let's say honorable shout out to when you say body language you can't think of anything else but heidi montag's Oh, yeah. Body language. Who did you? What were you going to say? I was going to say the way she says body language is like the way Madonna says things. Oh no 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 no! Read no, no, my body language. No, we're like, talking about. Speaking of a white man doing a rap, that's uh, Spencer does a full breakdown oh, rap in that. It's unfortunate. Anyway, so yeah, so she has obviously slow, which she's got a great video with lots of. It's basically towel, like laying on a towelography, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I mean it's it's perfect. It's so it's so cheap, but it's so effective and so cool, and I love it. And then shout, shout out to two very strange songs back to back. First one being um, "Red Blooded Woman." Oh. <laughs> I feel, I feel like that song was like trying to be american which is not a look she should ever go for oh you see you think she she abandoned europe for america i feel for like that she one. did for a moment like i feel yeah. like she got she she got an idea that like yeah <laughs> i will say red-blooded women i don't like the clunkiness of it but i do like the you ever get a heaven and then again I like that bit leading into the chorus. It gives me a bit of a thrill. And then uh, later in 2004, she lost her goddamn mind and released the song Chocolate. (laughs) Imagine imagine meeting someone and saying, what's your favorite Kylie song? And they said, Chocolate. (laughs) Well, funny you say that, Ben. Uh, Maybe she's listening to this podcast. My friend Leah, she really likes the song Chocolate. Like, I'm not sure she'd say it was her favorite song, but I think it's in her top like five. Oh, that's like, that's like meeting someone and their favorite Rihanna song is that Russian roulette song she did. Do you remember that one? (laughs) 
that song. Oh, so that's you. No, I mean, Rated R was a great album, and it was a scene-setting top single, whatever. That, that single's awful. I remember being so pissed off because she came in the show I worked on, and that's the song she performed. I was like, oh. Oh, that's, yeah, that's really disappointing. Yeah, I mean, it's an, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't the best. Anyway, Leah, get a grip. <laughs> Then actually, she kind of, that's all the only song she released from that that album. And then she did an Ultimate collection, which there's only really one reason to talk about the Ultimate Kylie collection, which is a hidden little single that got released in that called I Believe in You. Oh, yeah. So good. So good. Disco Jellyfish. <laughs> I believe in you. I believe in. That's the I best bit of that song. Oh, so good. So after that, she went on tour, right? She did Showgirl. Yes, is when the the huge Kylie uh, like well, it was a world tour, wasn't it? Oh well, yeah, Australia yeah, well, it was going to be <laughs> Australia in the UK. I was, saw that tour. Oh, okay. What, where in the UK? Yeah, so I was studying abroad in the UK, two thousand five, and I saw it at Earl's Court, and it was yeah. <laughs> oh my god, me Earl. and Ben had a, <laughs> Ben had a very long conversation about Earl's Court yesterday yeah, on it, the Totally Scott Lee episode. I have to say, it is not the best concert location. <laughs> we were like really far in the back, like really right. far, like comically far. Also, Michael, how did you find that, the Earl's Court station when you were there? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I, fa- I found it um, busy. Confounding. I, I, I found it confusing. And <laughs> I found that there was a lot of Australians and it wasn't because of Kylie. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, Earl's Court is full of Australian people. Anyway, so so this is, yeah, she basically had like a, um, she basically got cancer at this point and had to kind of call everything off and called off her tour. And it was not a good a good time so she kind of took some time off and then she came back in 2007 with the album x yeah is that correct it was like her big comeback because she because like the cancer thing like she was really sick yeah yeah what do you ben what do you think of the first song of her comeback song in 2007 two hearts oh <sighs> clunk clunk in fact this could go and swing the songs to swing your arms to playlist couldn't it yeah. yeah it literally i mean in the video and in the song and all of it it just sounds like someone hitting a piano yeah clunk 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 it's a really bad song yeah like, more like two farts am i right and it was a great album like ben do you remember like that was her album that came out when we started being friends and it was like a, a moment like that was a great album but the first single was like very ooh. it was very this album like everyone was like oh my god kylie's so cool like she suddenly became very like east london cool at this stage Right. I, well, I guess that's all of the regional, all of the regional gays who had moved to London and just wanted to still listen to Kylie but pretend to be cool just perpetuated that myth. Then, right? No, it yeah. was cool. Okay. Well, sort of. speaking of hitting a piano, she followed up two hearts with ding, 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 ding. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> you know you made it happen. <laughs> this song makes me like in equal parts cringe and i also fucking love it like i i feel very conflicted about this song it's yeah. just so the bad video, and i love it it's so cheap wow 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 i like how that how they like layer the wows together in it it yeah. sounds like a whole room of kyle is saying wow it's maybe the one of the happiest songs of all time yeah it makes you want to smile and that's beautiful 
<laughs> oh, Michael. Why? I'm serious. Bringing some actual sincerity to this podcast, which is anyway. something me and Ben find very difficult to do. Sorry, I didn't <laughs> no, make you guys feel uncomfortable. Don't, don't apologize for actually having some sincerity. It's just something we're not used to. Also, I think In My Arms was a really good song. Um, Michael put that video on this morning, and I'd kind of forgotten about that song and that video, and it's really fun. It's awesome. Is that the one that was done by Calvin Harris? The, the, like, like Calvin Harris directed the video? No, he, I think he produced that song. Oh, didn't yeah, he? yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. It sounds very. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Oh my god. It's um. Yeah, track was written by Minogue, Paul Harris, Julian Peake, and its producers were Calvin Harris and Biff Stannard, who was responsible for the Bicycles' first album. Also, I think Biff. I think Biff did the disco album. Okay, I would like to move on from the X album because, yeah, it had some fun moments, whatever. But what came next? Well, I think you'll find the next little era of Kylie is one of the most important ones. It's uh, it's a bit of a throwback. Yeah, you know? it's a little a throwback to not just the you know disco in the 70s and the 80s. Actually, let's throw it all the way back to uh, the Greek times, Ancient. Aphrodite. Yeah, you know. Why not? <laughs> I now this I love this era. Like actually I listened to the album recently and it's the album's not as good as I remembered, but there's some absolutely standout tracks in it. I mean we've talked about All the Lovers, which is just such uh. a kind of uplifting, wonderful song. Get out of my way. I mean Danny, you know, move. <laughs> And, well, don't, uh, we, don't we always say that song's about, that song's about her? She wrote that because Danny's car was parked in the in her driveway in the way, and she's like, "Danny, get your car out of my way." And then she's like, "Exactly, oh my God, that's a great song." When is the Danny podcast? That's what I want. <laughs> she actually they used to have tandem parking for all our American listeners, <laughs> and da- and Danny would park behind Kylie, and Kylie would be like, "Oh, move." Anyway, the, <laughs> I remember watching. It was there was like this was a time when there was still a lot of money around in music industry, and she did a whole launch party in Ibiza. I seem to remember translation Ibiza, and she was just there in like a gorgeous, gorgeous venue, being like, "Oh, I just wanted to do something gorgeous in Aphrodite and Grecian," and yet she's in Ibiza, which makes no sense. Also, the front cover of this album, where she's again, she looks like she's blessing us all with the big flowy like material and her arms are out oh perfect it, it's really fun and ben can you explain like the whole loversness of it all all well, the lovers n- not not I, just the song but <laughs> i certainly can't so for a while kylie well probably because of this era she started to use the word lovers a lot in the phrase lovers now i was working on a show and she came on to that show and she was my guest. So fun fact, I got to meet her and I was actually briefing her in a dressing room and there was nowhere to, there was nowhere for me to sit when I was briefing her. She was sitting in the makeup chair. So I had to like kneel down in front of her. Like she was a God and I was just saying words to her. It was, it was quite <laughs> remarkable. Oh, so you anyway, cried at the feet of Aphrodite. I sure did. Oh, right. But right beside Aphrodite's tootsies. Anyway. <laughs> On the show, she did her interview, but then she performed like three songs in a mega mix, including All the Lovers. And I just got to sit at the front beside like the cameras and just watch. It was glorious. When she sang All the Lovers, so the music starts up and she just says to the audience, are there any lovers in the audience tonight? And audience <laughs> cheers. And then she says, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Oh, any lovers in the audience this evening? 
yeah, lovers. So she's still like, even now in all her social media and stuff, she like, she refers to her fans as lovers. And she's like, hi, lovers. You like the new disco album? You know, have a boogie. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, and then, so did you see her do the tour for Aphrodite? Oh, I am so annoyed because I didn't. And this is maybe one of the biggest regrets of my life. Michael, did you go to this? No, I missed it too. And I feel similarly. Like, I don't know how we missed it. Yeah. Like, all we ever effing talked about was this. Yeah, I do feel like, tour. yeah, I do feel like the Aphrodite era was... That's when we were all friends together, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah I feel like yeah. it is all we ever talked about, and like, yet we didn't see it. Like between like Danny on X Factor and Kylie and the Lovers, like it was. Yeah, you're we so were right. All all the time. So yeah, and interesting, like this this tour, so the Aphrodite tour. I felt like leading up to this, every one of her tours got bigger and bigger and bigger, and it peaked at the Aphrodite tour, where it was a giant Grecian temple, and she's a Grecian goddess, and there is the splash zone. If if you bought a ticket to be beside the fountain, it was called the Splash Zone. So everyone in the audience is like wearing a poncho. And even now, like just like the other week, Kylie posted like a throwback thing. And she was like, oh, throwing it back to the Aphrodite tour. And she did a hashtag that said Splash Zone. I'm like, perfect. <laughs> That's so funny. It's so good. Because it's like Shamu. It's like we, we, like when I was a kid, you went to SeaWorld before we knew. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you like, you had to wear the like poncho. You're saying thing. Kylie was Kylie's Shamu. I'm saying I I'm saying she's Shamu. exciting as Shamu was before we knew. <laughs> My name's Shamu, Shamu Minogue. My God, if she ever, <laughs> she should call her if she ever has a kid, she should call it Shamu Minogue. Shamu Minogue. <laughs> For this album, she actually she didn't know whether to call it Aphrodite or Shamu, and she was going to go one or one or other theme because she wanted the water, she wanted the splash zone. But you know, it turns out the whale the whale doesn't travel very well from <laughs> arena to arena. All the whales. Anyway, so just just to speaking of the uh, the Sino uh, satellite location of the Welcome America Studios, uh, aka Michael's house, has its own Aphrodite splash zone. So out near Michael's pool, there is a unexpected water feature just built into the ground where you turn a little tap on, and it's basically like one of those fountains that they have in like town squares that kids like run through, isn't it? But in your garden. Yeah, we did not build this. It came with the house. I don't know. It's real weird. <laughs> that's why it's why you bought the house as far as yeah. I'm concerned. I mean, it's not not why we bought the house. Let's put it that way. <laughs> this whole house is basically just the Aphrodite splash zone, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, Ben has been you've been threatening to come over and shoot something there. So. <laughs> I, I I what is going to happen? There's going to be a night probably post pandemic where, you know, I'm going to come over just float over in a Grecian dress and I'm going to just get some dry ice and maybe some well, lasers. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time, as we talked about on the Gaza Loud special, it wouldn't be the first time that me and Ben have broken into your house or your bedroom and performed ethereal songs with gauzy material and candles oh and sparklers. God. So many personal performances that I've received. <laughs> oh my God, Ben, just a just quick sidebar. Genuinely, when this is over, we should plan it like a surprise attack where we come and do all the lovers in that Aphrodite splash zone and really annoy Michael. Hire, hire a troop of dancers just to join in as well and like lift us up like we're gods. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we'll coordinate with Matt so that, you know, he's not surprised, but Michael is. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Should we, should we take a quick break? I think we should. <laughs> And we are back. Okay, we've left off. We just talked about Aphrodite's Splash Zone World Tour. Now, in between All the Lovers era and Disco Now, there's some other albums. There's Abbey Road Sessions. There's the Christmas album. There's the Golden Album. Fine. We're just going to park those for the time being and move on to our next topic. (laughs) Kylie and Danny. Yes. Actually. Actually, yes. 
Actually, the sisters, <laughs> the sisters Minogue, Kylie and Danny. So for many years, uh, as we said earlier, Danny is sister of ah, sister of Kylie was on Home and Away. She's also a performer. She has a whole other career that we cannot get into right now. But for over the years, there's always been that feeling that like Danny is maybe jealous of Kylie's success, which we really sort of, you know, play play up to i would say how would I mean, you describe their relationship i, I mean th- it's worth saying that you know danny is, has been successful i mean like how many number one uk singles has she had i don't know i'm not sure it was a joke there oh, been oh. Any. oh <laughs> wow no but like she's had wow, like wow she's, wow wow she, michael sorry it's true sorry danny but you no know, she's had i mean danny has had uk number twos <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna. <laughs> Michael's Michael's got off the rails with his his Danny description. Yeah, they just. I would say she, her music isn't isn't as successful as Kylie's, but she's also more successful in the sense of being a television personality is more of her thing. She's yeah. an X Factor judge. She had her own reality show. Well, yeah, of course, <gasps> Danny Minogue style queen. Yeah, um, <laughs> she, she has her own clothing line, Project D. <laughs> Well, actually, in 2007, I noticed that they did like Kylie had a her own kind of variety show, one off special, and with, with like singing and sketches and stuff. And the yeah. opening sketch was her and Danny like fighting in a kind of jokey way. So they've definitely played up to it over the years. But then on the other side of it, they released what I would maybe say is one of the best holiday songs of all time, and that is 100 Degrees, a yeah. duet they did together. Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. It is great. It's like the perfect Australian Christmas disco song, which is a very a very specific type of song, but it's the best. All the all the lyrics being about the fact that it's 100 degrees but it still feels like Christmas to me because obviously it's 100 degrees during Christmas time in in Australia. And again, this is this is all disco. Yeah. It it makes sense. It's 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 Kylie's natural niche in life is disco. I think. Yeah, it's true. Oh. It was it was great though to hear their voices together. Like I think I, I think Danny's great. And you do know, you? You I, seem to you seem to have really dissed her. Oh, I like to diss her, but like I, I feel like Danny got a hard time because yeah. like I feel like she's been slut shamed in the press a lot. Yeah, like, she's gotten a lot of crap, and she basically hasn't done anything that her sister hasn't done. Yeah. So like you know, respect to Danny. I do love Danny. And to baby Ethan. <laughs> Well, also Ben and I, Ben and I, for many years have also threatened to put on our own um, traveling double act show, which is called the Sisters Minogue, oh. where Ben Ben plays Kylie and I play Danny, and I don't even really know what the content is. I just know that there was one particular trip to America where uh, our friend uh, George, shout out to you, shout out to you, George, told us that he needed us to stop doing Australian accents because he was so angry with us. Do you remember yeah, that? I mean, I, yeah, I do remember that. It was the most angry he's been. I've never seen him angry before. It's when we were driving around Palm Springs and we were just getting really carried away. I remember because you were like, oh, look, it's East Vistachino. So there's a street called East and West Vistachino. And you guys kept talking yeah, about it. We were saying it. East really Vistachino is for Kylie and West Vistachino is for Danny. And they actually share the airport and you have to get a little monorail between the two. To be fair to George, this is quite annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but like then I have to, I have to say like, you could, if, if Danny famous enough for you to sustain this, you could be an impersonator. Like I, she could be my she could be my snatch game, fully, fully. So, that's, so when I so when I when I eventually do Drag Race, Rue's gonna like sidle up to me in the workroom and be like, "So Ben, what are your snatch game choices?" And I'm like, "Okay, I can't decide between Lorraine Kelly, Subo, or Danny Minogue." <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that many queens 
um, have tried and failed and succeeded to do multiple characters during a snatch game. So there's there's someone that's definitely done three. So I think maybe you should try and do all three of them in one snatch game. Whoa, that is three very specific people. Yeah, that's three looks that could be very hard to tie together. Yeah, I mean, I believe in you. <laughs> oh, let's let's move on to kind of just Kylie in general in terms of other endeavors that she's done, namely films now she's done some kind of terrible but iconic movie roles that she's had i'm gonna start with my favorite which was i a few years ago um finally decided to watch the movie san andreas where Mm. basically the rock fights an earthquake and uh you know the the movie i was just like i honestly didn't know it was going to happen so the movie's about you know the rock and his ex-wife kind of reconciling and finding their daughter who's lost in an earthquake. And at one point, his ex-wife, um, kind of the opening scene, just as the earthquake's about to happen, she goes for dinner with new husband's sister. So her sister-in-law. So she's like, oh, I'm going for a dinner with my sister-in-law. And she's this real icy woman. I'm like, I'm, I'm very uncomfortable around her. She goes to the top of a giant tower building in a, downtown LA, I think. And she sits down at the table and it was revealed to be Kylie fucking Minogue as playing her icy, evil half-sister. Really against type. So it was, I, I honestly, I screamed when I saw her. I did not know she was in that movie. It was such a treat. Um, and yeah, basically an earthquake strikes and <laughs> Kylie Minogue genuinely falls off the side of a building. <laughs> also, she before she falls off the side of the building, she she's using an American accent here. This is Future Fraser. Um, I was actually trying to put in the Kylie in San Andreas clip and her American accent is so good you can't tell the difference between her and the other actress. So I just implore you all to uh, look at Kylie Minogue death scene San Andreas. Goodbye. Who cares? She is. It's not bad. I mean, I'm, I'm... I'm not sure if it could have sustained all of the movie, but luckily she got swallowed up into an earthquake, so we didn't have to find out. Why was she in this movie? How did this happen? I think The Rock is a fan. (laughs) I I think so. He's a lover. He's a lover. (laughs) He is a lover. (laughs) It's like, I was in the Aphrodite splash zone, Kylie. Come and fall off a building in uh, San Andreas. So that's my favorite Kylie movie role. Yeah, the other ones, I mean, she was in Street Fighter in the 90s, yes. which I, I never watched. I watched some clips the other day. It's baffling. Oh, you haven't, you didn't, you never saw that as a kid. Cause see, I did, I loved, my brother loved uh, Street Fighter the movie. So he made me watch it quite a lot. So I kind of didn't, I knew she was in it and I knew who she was, but because he made me watch that, I was quite young. I, I never kind of put the pieces together until much later in life. And I realized that she was that person it's street fighter is a wild she's cammy yeah street fighter is a wild wild movie with some real issues yeah it's problematic oh it's hugely problematic (laughs) it's it's some tough depictions of people from around the world in that movie she was a voice in the magic roundabout movie do you remember that who does she, what, who is she in the magic roundabout movie that dog Dougal. i don't think she plays Dougal. Dougal. good eye my name's Dougal. i'm a little dog uh, <laughs> and also ben you're gonna hate this but she was in a doctor who christmas special which was the highest rating doctor who episode since 1979 well all, all the lovers tuned in that's why this is it what does she play I, in the doctor who episode because i've never seen it she's she sp- i mean i all i remember is that she was wearing like a maid's outfit and she's like supposed to be like very sexy and you oh. know like she's playing like cute sexy kylie okay all the cleaners yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the feather dusters <laughs> she, she was kind of dressed like the feather duster in beauty and the beast oh okay okay i've got it <laughs> 
And she was, of course, in Moulin Rouge as a green fairy as well. Oh, God. I know. That was weird. Ugh, Moulin Rouge is so annoying. Other other endeavors-wise, we obviously know that Kylie Wine, which still hasn't arrived. Michael, how's your mom getting on with that shipping? Yeah, I mean, she's been on the phone day in and day out, trying yeah. to sort it. I've had, Laurie York has absolutely failed me on that front. But she's also, she had, remember she had a bedding range for a bit. Do you mm. remember that? Like <laughs> Kylie bedding? All the pillows. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she, she's, she's just done some bits and bobs. I wanted to talk about though, some of the kind of big things that she's really done, like massive things. And just to prove to our American audience how much of a star she is, she's headlined Glastonbury. She's done Mardi Gras, not not in Wales, in the, oh, no. the totally Scotland. No, Cardiff Mardi Gras. <laughs> <laughs> no, she didn't do Cardiff Mardi Gras. Um, she's done Mardi Gras. No, 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 she wasn't at that Carvery, that Carvery <laughs> van, or what was the what was the other one? It was called like Indian Indian Chinese and Oriental food, as it was called. Exactly. <laughs> she she was actually dressed as her Street Fighter character at running that that stall. <laughs> So she's done some massive, massive things. She did, yeah, Mardi Gras in Sydney. She did the opening and closing ceremony for the Sydney Olympics in 2000. <laughs> she was Australia's Emily Sandy. hundred <laughs> percent. She, she weirdly also, I saw, she performed, just to prove that she is essentially British, she performed at either the opening or closing ceremony of the Glasgow Commonwealth Games. I'm like, okay, so she's just there at like a big stadium in Glasgow performing her songs, and there are Scottish country dancers in kilts. <laughs> wow, perfect. I mean, it it doesn't it doesn't like seem too strange. She could be Scottish. She's European enough for all of that. She's, sure, she sure is. So she she's all done these massive, massive gigs. In my head, if she were big in America, she would be perfect to do the Super Bowl and have a major Vegas residency. Yeah, I mean, Ben, do you remember when we've talked about kind of like what it would be like if they like made a venue like they have in Vegas, but like Planet Hollywood, but in Marbella? Like that could be Kylie. <laughs> you guys have talked about Planet Hollywood being in Marbella, and it's something <laughs> you've talked about. How strange. Okay, uh, no, but like, like for example, like all the the UK pop stars who have, like I would love to see their like residency, but obviously okay. they wouldn't be in Vegas because they're not American. Okay, so like imagine going to Marbella. And like going to a massive like Cheryl Cole concert, how fun would that be? I mean, I'm I'm 100 sold. My my mind is like racing, thinking about who could be performing at the Marbella Planet Hollywood. The pla- <laughs> yeah, the Marbella Planet Hollywood Summer Series. So it would go from I don't know, like well, actually, it could, it could go all year. But yeah, they would go and you know you would have like a couple of weeks each, and Kylie would do two weeks of gigs. She'd have a great time. All that sangria loves it. Uh, she could bring she- her wine. Oh my god, <laughs> it, it could be a sponsor. Yeah. She could all the sangria sold at Plant Hollywood Marbella would be made with Kylie wine. <laughs> I just want to come back to the Super Bowl. Imagine Kylie doing the Super Bowl. How amazing that show would be! I mean, obviously we have to park the fact that no one in the audience would know who she was except us. Right. Um, right. But do you not think all her songs and her stage and everything? How awesome that would be! Yeah, it, I, I think I could definitely, I'm already, again, my mind is now racing trying to put together a set list for the Super Bowl because yeah. the problem is we don't want to like. She couldn't really do slow because that's too slow. Yes. Or maybe it could be like at one, it could start on slow and like as, the, as the opening coming in from her, like laying down. But, yeah. Or maybe I'm just, oh God, I, I, this is all too much for me to like to, to cope with. 
<laughs> Do you know what I think? The end of the performance would be her, like the Katy Perry one where she's doing firework and she's flying around the air. It'd be all the lovers and yeah. all, the, all, all the football players would run into the pitch and she'd climb up the mountain of them and she'd be at the top just singing oh all the God. lovers. Yeah. Just sat on top of that World War Z pile. Yeah. <laughs> World War Z pile of like <laughs> football players. I mean, I'm sure they'd agree to do that when they're meant to be resting, but instead in half time, they'll all come out and do a big giant pile of. I was about to call them rugby players. Oh, yeah, you're right. That would be a great ending. And yeah. like, I feel like midpoint spinning around would be perfect for like the midpoint of it. Like yeah. keep the energy up, like a big disco number. Maybe she could be on like a disco ball for it. And then as it wraps to the very finale, she'd be like, are there any Super Bowl lovers? <laughs> who loves perfect. the Super Bowl? <laughs> and everyone, and literally it would be just crickets because no one in America knows who the fuck she is. <laughs> but she would still say, lovely. <laughs> lovely. Yeah, because it's, it's her script. I also mm. saw that recently, it was like three years ago, she came to Palm Springs and did the the white party there. I mean, that couldn't make more sense because... She, she knows where she belongs. She knows exactly who her audience in America is and it's old gays. How, how, much, do you think, how much do you think she got paid? Ooh. I don't know the answer. I'm just wondering. Oh, right. <laughs> the white party is pretty, it's a pretty big deal, isn't it? I think $75,000. Okay. With flights and accommodation. Of course. Yeah. First class? Yes. And where do you think she stayed in Palm Springs? I think she stayed at the Parker. Okay, <laughs> I, I think there was a pri- I think there was a private house laid on for her somewhere. Maybe maybe she stayed at the Airbnb that you and me just stayed in, Ben, the one with the um, problematic lamp and the uh, replica of an atomic bomb hanging on the ceiling. Hey, it's got good reviews and it's very affordable. <laughs> she could take her dogs as well. It's dog friendly. <laughs> okay, question for you. Yeah. Who do you think, now, bearing in mind Kylie is Australian, but she is essentially British, who do you think the American equivalent of Kylie Minogue is? Okay, so I, I was having a think about this, and I, I can only rethink from like a very practical standpoint who the American equivalent of Kylie is, but it doesn't make any sense when it comes to the very essence of her is wrong, but the boring practicalities of it are correct. Okay. So okay. I was thinking, started off on television, released music, has also done acting, I was thinking Jennifer Lopez. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because also on a night like this is waiting for tonight as well. That's true. Michael, do you have any theories? I do actually. I've got a quite complicated one. Oh, go for it. So I think the thing I think the thing about Kylie, which is the key to her success on top of being, you know, lovely, is that she's there's fragility to her. And I think that people really respond to that fragility. And I would connect that to kind of a Selena Gomez, who also started out acting. Mm-hmm. Moved to music and, you know, d- kind of does everything. And I would say that Kylie, like Selena, is good at many things, not great at anything. <laughs> and, and I don't mean that as an insult. She's a real all rounder. And I think Kylie is that. And I think that Selena has a kind of, obviously, Selena has a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. And Kylie has different stuff going on. But like, I think there's a similar fragility, which kind of draws us in as an audience. And so I think that Selena is the perfect kind of person. But I think it's Selena plus Dolly Parton. Oh. Because there, there's something about her that is just so universally loved. Like, people don't dislike Kylie Minogue. Yeah. Like, she's not political. She, she's not, she's, yeah, she can right. be sexy, but it's never, like, real sexy. Yeah. Like, you're, it, you're so right. She's, like, family-friendly. Gays love her. Yep. Straight people love dancing to spinning around in, like, a disco. You're right. That's so a very it's, good one. it's Selena plus Dolly. Okay. Oh, okay, my God. My- and imagine, imagine, yeah, Selena did that cooking with Selena. Imagine cooking with Kylie. Oh, my God. Kylie plus Chef. Kylie plus Schiff at home. Well, you you know, have a little bottle of plonk, you know. She, she bring the wine and you know, have a couple of glasses as she's doing it. Throw <laughs> some ships in the barbie. Oh, no. Oh, no, Michael. Okay, <laughs> I have a theory who the American equivalent of Kylie Minogue is. Okay. 
and it's a bit of a trick answer. I think the American equivalent of Kylie Minogue is Celine Dion. What? Huh? Because obviously Celine, people kind of forget that she's not American. She is 100% Canadian, French Canadian. Um, But yeah, America's kind of adopted her. She's a legend. Vegas. She was in that Caesar's Palace doing her own Aphrodite tour for a very long time. And they're, they're, yeah, beloved. So, So that was my theory. Well, why don't we open this up to the uh, tens of listeners that we have um, and we could, we could, you know, what do you think? So do you think the American equivalent of Kylie is Selena Gomez and Dolly Parton mixed together, Jennifer Lopez or Celine Dion? So yeah, let, let us know if you agree with any of them or if you have any alternate suggestions. I'd be interested to hear them. Do get in touch on Instagram, You Are Welcome America, on Twitter, You Are Welcome USA. Drop us an email. What's that email address again, Fraser? Email address is your welcome America podcast at gmail.com. Perfect. Did I do okay. that like, a, like I was really out of competition? I was very proud of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a whirlwind. Do we have anything else to add? Any other business with Kylie? Oh, I don't know. I feel like people are going to be incensed with rage that there's many things that we haven't mentioned, but uh, there's just too much. She's a, she's a, she's a national treasure. And what a national, what country do I mean? I don't know. She's a world treasure. She's a world treasure. And America really needs to embrace Kylie way more than they have, not just the gays. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. Thank you everyone for listening. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and uh, Spotify as well. And we've got one more episode of Totally Scott Lee coming next week, the finale. You and me are going to drink so much champagne during that recording, oh, Ben. God, it's, it's I've got be big plans for us. <laughs> like a, wa- a warm bottle of Moe. Perfect. We should say a huge thank you to Podcast Nemesis, Michael. Thank you, guys. It is always my pleasure to be your nemesis. Oh, we thank lo- we you. We love you, Michael. Thank we you love so having a nemesis. Yeah. <laughs> thank you again for that, Rain. If you could just keep it coming, that'd be great. You got it. And we will see everyone again in a couple of weeks. Bye. Bye. You're welcome. You're so far up your mouth, I can get to smell your own shit. Where are you from, Joseph? South Shields. Well, there were three of us in this marriage. I just want to say, Liam, come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. I enjoy cooking bacon and stop working with flour.